Welcome to Foresight Friday Roundup, Foresight Health's podcast series for healthcare revolutionaries. Outcomes matter, customers count, and value rules. Hello again, everyone. This is Dave Burda, news editor at Foresight Health. It is Friday, October 15th. My Halloween decorations are up. Are yours? On today's episode of the Roundup, we're going to talk about two consumer retailers, Amazon and Best Buy. And not because we're looking for deals on Christmas presents. That is, unless you want to get that special someone, a home medical device. So today on the Roundup, we're going to talk about Amazon launching a digital health accelerator through Amazon Web Services, its cloud-based platform, and Best Buy acquiring a remote patient monitoring and telehealth company. To reveal the market motives behind these moves and who wins and who loses are Dave Johnson, founder and CEO of Foresight Health, and Julie Merchantson, partner at Transformation Capital. Hi, Dave. Hi, Julie. How are you guys doing this morning? Dave? Hanging in there, Dave. Getting ready for the health conference in Boston, Halloween, and sweater weather. All right. That's a great list. Julie, how about you? I'm just trying to keep up with my health planning and super excited to see this crew in person. Yeah, yeah, us too. Thank you. Now, before we talk about what Amazon and Best Buy did, let's talk about what you did the last time you went to a Best Buy. Dave, when's the last time you were in a Best Buy and what did you buy? It was over five years ago and I went to buy pre-wireless. So you remember those earbuds that had cords, <laughs> Jaybird earbuds? Yeah. Uh, Best Buy was running a ridiculous holiday sale. Jaybird Freedom earbuds for 50 bucks when the retail price was 150 I'm sure the promo was meant to get people into the store. I did go to the store. I bought two Jaybirds and left without even looking at anything else. The truth is the things we used to buy at Best Buy, we now purchase either online or at Costco. So that's my data point of one, but it may partially explain why Best Buy is moving so aggressively into healthcare. The demand for their traditional products and services just isn't as robust as it once was. And when that happens, it's time to pivot. <laughs> That's great. Do you still have those earbuds or are they in a drawer somewhere? Oh, no. I'm, I'm a total Apple head at this yeah. point. Yeah, so. That's what I thought. Julie, how about you? When's the last time you walked into a Best Buy and what did you walk out with? Well, Dave, I think I still wear the earbuds you're talking about. So if you're not wearing yours, maybe you can send them to me. <laughs> <Jaybird>. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I went to Best Buy during COVID for sure because I took one of my best discarded mask pictures right in front of the store's sign and posted it to my Instagram account. I remember that explicitly. And I know that I bought a PS4 game for my son because Best Buy had a much better deal than Amazon did. So exactly what Dave just said, they're pulling you in with deals that are better than online. Interesting. That's, that's great. I was in a Best Buy just a few weeks ago and bought a small microwave oven for our kitchen, they were really hard to find. I went there after striking out at both Target and uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. You know, you talk about your supply chain issues. So my advice would be if you're getting someone a small microwave oven for Christmas, start shopping now or you'll end up with some kind of air fryer, which were uh, all over the place. Okay, let's start with Amazon. Amazon announced its AWS Healthcare Accelerator in June and just announced the 10 digital health startups that make up its inaugural cohort to go through the program. The companies will demo their digital health solutions on Demo Day, sounds like a home remodeling show, set for October 28th. 
Dave, what's your read on Amazon getting into the digital health accelerator business? What does that say about Amazon's healthcare plans? And how does that change the digital health marketplace moving forward? Well, Amazon's accelerator is small potatoes within the company's massive movement into healthcare generally. I'll come back to it at the end of my remarks. But first, let's focus on Amazon's big healthcare vision. The U.S. is 5% of the world's population, 5%, but represents 45%, 45% of the world's healthcare expenditure. And even with that spend, the U.S. lags almost every other advanced nation in health status metrics most notably in life expectancy, which is actually declining in the U.S. Amazon sees enormous opportunity for leveraging its technology, brand, business acumen, and scale to deliver and enable better consumer-focused health and healthcare services throughout all of the country. They're focusing on three areas, care delivery, the cloud, and devices. Let's touch on each. Amazon is the only one of the tech giants to provide direct patient care services They're doing this through their Amazon Care division, which began offering virtual care consults in all 50 states this summer. Amazon is supporting this service offering with online pharmacy and diagnostic services. To me, this is a pure muscle play targeting both consumers and employers. Amazon is betting that it can provide routine services far better, faster, and cheaper than traditional providers. Healthcare providers of all persuasions should be afraid, very afraid. Secondly, let's go to the cloud. Through AWS, Amazon is offering HIPAA and fire compliance storage, AI, and analytics at enterprise scale in collaboration with their AWS users, including Philips, Cerner, Infor, and several health systems. Amazon expects to gain insights from both structured and unstructured data that make disease predictability and treatment much more effective as well as making healthcare operations and administration much more efficient. Let's not forget consumers. Through Alexa, Amazon will use conversational AI to engage consumers in managing their health and well-being. Consumerism, of course, requires wearable devices, and Amazon has a trove of them. That's their third area of focus. They have several clinical-grade devices focused on diabetes and heart health. These include glucose monitors, blood test strips, and blood pressure cuffs. They have a watch called Halo and a smart speaker called Echo that facilitate data collection and consumer engagement. They expect to turbocharge their device sales through subsidized partnerships with health insurers like Google and Apple has done. So that's a lot. So let's get back to the accelerator. Amazon has picked 10 established early stage companies providing a diverse group of solutions everything from voice-powered care assistance to digital front doors to neural rehab. These services align with the strategic imperatives of their AWS partners. The 10 companies will participate in an intense four-week program designed to accelerate their growth. They'll interact virtually with AWS partners, technical experts, subject matter gurus, and consumers leading to that big showcase event on October 28th. Maybe Amazon will find a diamond or two in the rough. But my main message, though, is that big, bad, bold Amazon is coming into healthcare in a massive way. Their Amazoning of healthcare will transform the industry. It will never be the same. That's great, Dave. Thank you. Julie, let's pick up on that. When you look at the 10 companies that made the finals, in Amazon's new program, what jumps out at you? Are there any commonalities in the jobs to be done 
And what does that say about how Amazon sees the healthcare industry? Well, knowing that Dave would go deep on Amazon strategy, I decided to do something a bit different today, just for fun, a little kitschy. Right. I made myself a word cloud. You know what a word cloud is, right, Dave? And Dave? Yep. I sleep on one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, that's something. Oh, sorry. No, never mind. <laughs> so I made a word cloud out of how the winning companies were described. And I thought I would share the top words or some phrases, you know, with a little help from my own personal phrase making to give you a picture of what they awarded here. So some of the most frequently used words were access, remote monitoring, patient engagement, which I think also is patient access, social determinants, platform, virtual assistant, streaming was a big word, consumer, AI, digital, senior, and then hospitals and providers were big and payers was very, very small. So that was telling. And those were the key words. And I also noted that four were from California, three were from Texas, and the rest were from New York, Chicago, and Baltimore. And one thing that Amazon made very clear up front in talking about this is that this was about diversity for them. So 90% of these companies have diverse leadership and 70% are female founded. So that was a big push for them in this, in this accelerator, and I suspect will continue to be. Most notable for me, and one that may signal the vision for Amazon down the line, is a company called Egenta, Egenta, spelled E-J-E-N-T-A, from San Francisco. And here's the description. They automate remote monitoring and remote care delivery using artificial intelligence exclusively licensed from NASA. Their quote-unquote intelligent agents learn from connected devices and electronic health record data to monitor patients, predict health, and connect care teams. So I love that it's exclusively licensed from NASA. And if you listen to what that is, it is complete automation, including smart machines. And if you haven't watched the movie Social Dilemma lately, <laughs> it's starting to get scary. That sounds like the, the hell 9000s coming to healthcare. That's right. Turn on the IV, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Julie, are there any real winners in there out of the 10 that you see? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. When I was reading through it, what I actually noticed was that there are a couple companies here, and actually most of the companies here, sound like they do things that are already done by companies that were started in the last decade, which I think is consistent with what we're seeing in general, that there are new, more kind of technified solutions that are coming in and either me tooing what's on the market already or literally upgrading what's on the market from what today might be more of a human service driven solution to something that is purely technical. So I do see that in this list. That's a great analysis of what they're all after, Julie. Thank you. Dave, anything to add to Julie's comments? I wonder how much of this was window dressing for Amazon on some of its social goals and how much is actually meant to really advance the industry. <laughs> but one of the things that's coming broadly out of Amazon and the industry as a whole is a much greater focus on prediction. And I didn't hear the word prediction in your word cloud, Julie, but I'm sure it was there. Today, 97% of healthcare expenditure is for treatment, 3% for prevention. My belief is that healthcare will change more in the next 10 years than it has in the last 100. And the main driver of that change will be a dramatic increase in resources allocated to disease prevention and health promotion. 
the combination of technological advances like we've been talking about today and increasing genetic knowledge means that much earlier prediction of disease onset, as well as much earlier and more effective interventions to eradicate disease before it spreads, are right on the horizon. And that will take money out of treatment and push it into prevention. And that represents a massive and disruptive change for industry incumbents. It's unclear to me how many can pivot to accommodate this shift in focus and resource allocation. But I do know that only the nimble ultimately will survive. All right. Now let's drive over to Best Buy. They agreed to buy a British company called Current Health that offers remote patient monitoring and telehealth services, which I mentioned earlier. They describe themselves as a single platform to deliver world-class care at home. Julie, what does this move tell you about Best Buy's healthcare plans? How does it fit into what they're doing? And what does it say about how Best Buy sees the healthcare industry? Well, Deborah DeSanzo, president of Best Buy, pretty much sums it up with her quote, the future of consumer technology is directly connected to the future of healthcare. Now, if that's not a big statement, I don't know what is. And she goes on to say that Best Buy will create a holistic care ecosystem that shows up for someone across all of their healthcare needs. And in the back of my mind, I'm trying to equate this to creating my surround sound system in 1985 or supporting the installation of my connected home in 2010. I sort of see it and I sort of don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So a few things that are important to know for your upcoming healthcare cocktail party conversations, to put current health in your mental landscape, it's a platform that sells to healthcare organizations and uses biosensors to help keep caregivers posted on how patients are doing and flag issues, et cetera. Now, last time I checked, Best Buy is a consumer company, although maybe this pivot is part of that. And, you know, I hope that healthcare organizations are ready for this. We talk about this every week, of course, but it's a lot to think that healthcare organizations are going to be staff and ready. The second thing is that McCann, who is the current health CEO, said that Best Buy was chosen as its partner because of the company's strong supply chain logistics, and established trust with consumers and wide reach, of course. Now, after all Best Buy's been through in the last 10 years, and I think we've been sort of hinting at this today, I wouldn't put Best Buy at the top of my trust list with many things, much less my healthcare needs. But I have to say that stranger things have happened this year, so it's possible. No, that's great. Thanks, Julie. Dave, what does the move by Best Buy say about the larger home care market? What does it say, if anything, about the hospital at home movement? And who wins and who loses if Best Buy's business plans work? And Best Buy bought Great Call in 2018 for $800 million at the time, its biggest acquisition ever. I thought it was a pivotal moment in healthcare consumerism, particularly consumerism targeted at seniors. My mother had one of Great Call's jitterbug phones the one with the big numbers and the easy voicemail, and she loved it. So I thought combining senior-friendly devices with Geek Squad service delivery would make it much easier for seniors and actually for all consumers to bring health and healthcare into the home. Migration to home-based care had already been underway before COVID, and it got a big boost during COVID, and funding, funding has really flowed into the space. You asked about hospital at home. That has been a particularly active area. It's lower cost, safer, enjoys great customer satisfaction. The reason it hadn't really 
taken off was that Medicare wasn't paying for it. That changed in November when Medicare started paying for hospital at home. Three companies in particular have caught my attention. Mayo and Kaiser have invested $100 million in Medically Home as their partner for hospital at home. Home Health and hospice giant Emeticis has acquired Contessa Health, another big player in the space. And probably the biggest player, Dispatch Health, has raised $335 million in C&D round funding since June 2020 to fuel its quest to become the industry leader. As it happens, Hospital at Home is also the focus of this month's Foresight song. Sweet Hospital at Home is sung to the tune of Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. You know, it has that great guitar solo at the beginning, and then you get Sweet Hospital at Home, where the care is so true. Sweet Hospital at Home makes me feel almost brand new. So look for that next week. But overall, I just can't imagine that we aren't going to see a massive shift into healthcare in the home. It's better, faster, cheaper. Consumers like it. We've known how to do it for a long time, and now Medicare is finally paying for it. Others are following suit. Now, interestingly, the Medicare reimbursement is supposed to run out when the CDC declares the pandemic over. I don't think they're going to be able to put the hospital at home genie back in the bottle. So I think it's here to stay. Those companies are clear winners. Uh, Traditional providers that don't adapt are, are clear losers. Yeah, Dave, thank you. And and thank you for working in the geek squad. That was a, <laughs> a great. Julie, anything to add to Dave's comments? Well, when I think about what Best Buy bought here, I'm reminded of the work of Arnie Milstein, who you guys may know, but mm-hmm. yeah. luminary in the healthcare space and has been pioneering some work at Stanford on a lot of different fronts. But one of them has been the use of sensors to detect falls, to detect changes in gait changes in activity, mostly obviously targeted at seniors. And I love to see that current health is a version of how to think about doing this because Arnie's been pioneering this work for a long time and he sees where the future is headed. So congrats to Best Buy and honestly, congrats to Arnie for this kind of accolades for what he's doing. Thank you, Julie. That That's great. Yeah, maybe the next time I'm in Best Buy, I'll be able to buy a micro that uh, not only pops popcorn, but takes my blood pressure and sends the reading to my doctor. We'll see. <laughs> Air pop, Dave. Air, Air pop. pop. <laughs> not, not with oil. Now let's talk briefly about other big healthcare news that happened this past week. Julie, what other news caught your attention and why? Well, I was struck by the fact that Lloyd Dean, who is the CEO of Common Spirit, is stepping down, announced that he's retiring next summer. And Lloyd is kind of the end of an era of leaders among health systems in many ways, pioneered a lot on the social determinants front, really focusing on communities, kicking off some important innovation with vertically focused companies like TIA for women's health, you know, just done a lot of very interesting things. So I applaud Lloyd for what he's done in his career and we're going to miss him. Yeah, no, he will be missed. Thanks, Julie. Dave, what else registered on your healthcare radar this week? I was struck by all the reporting on what we're now calling the great resignation. More than 15 million Americans have quit their jobs since April and evidently as many as a half of the entire American workforce is thinking about it. This has led to widespread labor shortages, which has only been exacerbated by the vaccine mandates. It's had a huge impact on healthcare delivery, particularly with supply of nurses in home health, nursing homes, and and so on. 
So I think this is an area we're going to have to pay a lot of attention to, labor shortages and how we address them as an industry. Got it. Thanks, Dave. For me, it was the new report from the Healthcare Cost Institute that said higher prices, not higher utilization, were the primary reason healthcare costs rose between 2015 and 2019. You know, it's not something we didn't know, but it's always nice to have your suspicions validated. Thank you, Dave, and thank you, Julie. That is all the time we have for today. If you'd like to learn more about the topics we discussed, please visit our website at foresighthealth.com. You also can find a recording of this podcast and all our podcasts on the Healthcare Now Radio Network, iTunes, Spotify, and other streaming services. Subscribe now and don't miss another segment of the best 20 minutes in healthcare. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Berta for Foresight Health.